Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Will with ScheduleFly, and I'm excited today to have Noah Singerman on the line. Uh, Noah is the GM at a completely badass place down in Charleston called Leon's Fine Poultry and Oysters. Uh, it's part of a group of three just phenomenally successful, respected, popular restaurants down there. Um, just a really good group, and Noah's the GM there and took some time out of his day to talk to me and us. So thank you very much, Noah, for doing that. Uh, my pleasure. Happy to. Yeah, man. All right. So, um, so down, down, at, down the, the uh, time clock back a little bit, man. I always like to find out uh, from folks how and when did you get started in hospitality? Um, I was a, I guess, uh, technically I started in hospitality in, uh, in high school uh, when I was making sandwiches at a place called Togo's in Northern California. Um, from there, I uh, continued working in restaurants through college, um, kind of uh, uh, made my way down to Santa Barbara in California and got, uh, got hooked up with a restaurant called Wine Cask. Um, there, uh, I was able to sort of see the professional side of young adults being in restaurants and specifically the sommelier world. Um, it was a restaurant that was owned by a winery, um, the one of the biggest wine lists uh, that, uh, that they had in the area. Um, and I kind of got the, the wine bug there, uh, looking at all those wines and learning about it. I, so uh, fast forward, I, I lived in New York City for over 10 years as a floor sommelier and, uh, and a beverage director at numerous different restaurants there. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, made my way down to uh, to Charleston, where I was the uh, sommelier at Husk um, in downtown Charleston, and I've now been with Leon's for about three, four months. Nice, man. You've made the rounds. That's, you've been some really cool places. Uh, I've heard great things about Husk. hadn't hadn't been there, but um, well, good deal. Okay, so you've been over there for you said three or four months now at Leon's. That's correct. Tell me about Leon's. To tell uh, tell our audience about Leon's. Sure. Leon's is a restaurant that's been open about four or five years now. Um, it, it's funny. I've been here about three years. And when you walk in, the first time I walked in the door, I said, oh, this place must be here for decades. It really feels like a institution in Charleston. And, and obviously that's uh, that's on purpose. But I, I think that uh, the style of restaurant that it is has really endeared itself to Charleston itself. Um, fine, fine poultry and oysters is exactly right. So known for our fried chicken. Definitely a, a nice uh, spicy style of fried chicken. Uh, we definitely sell a lot of that uh, every single day. We do raw oysters, char-grilled oysters, and baked oysters, uh, plus an oyster uh, roll. So pretty much oysters in all forms. We have five kinds of oyster, raw oysters every day, um, and it's definitely one of our uh, most popular items. Our staff is knowledgeable on the different species of oysters, styles, flavors. We always, when in season, uh, feature a couple of local oysters, um, so those are, are really great. I think that the oyster programs, uh, the growers, farmers, whatever you want to call them, are uh, in the area have, have really stepped up their game and are doing some great, great stuff. We're getting oysters year-round now. We're in, uh, in South Carolina, uh, really in the summer. That wasn't possible for, for many, many years, but now through a little bit of technology or at least I might just say knowledge, um, the oyster growers are able to do that. And, um, and so it's really a lot of fun. We, uh, we recycle our oyster shells. We give them back to the oyster farmers so they can put them back in the water. Essentially, oysters want to grow on other oysters. So doing our part uh, 
obviously by selling a lot of oysters um, and uh, and pulling a lot of oysters out of the water uh, for for our needs. Uh, so doing our part to get uh, the shells back and have healthy ecosystems. Okay, dude, I got to ask this now. I've always grown up with like, don't eat oysters if it's a month without an R in it. So I guess May through August or whatever. So this is new. So tell me about that. What's, what are the, what's happened? You said a little bit through technology and a little bit through knowledge. So what's, what's going on? Or, or was sure, that I just mean, like a wives tale kind of thing? Or what? It, it, it wasn't a wives tale, but you have to go back a little ways and, and talk about ice before, before ice really. Uh, yes, correct. You didn't want any oysters that were going to be shipped in any sort of warm temperature. Mm. Um, so ice was a really big deal. So obviously the invention of ice, well, we didn't invent ice. The invention of man-made ice, we'll say um is definitely uh important um and then you know knowledge in terms of water so so what has happened specifically in south carolina is that they are able to sort of submerge and and float or suspend their oysters where before if you're talking about say wild oysters which are south carolina is really known for their clusters and their blades yeah what they're called uh, in terms of wild oysters um those are you know closer to shore so in the warmer months, when the tide goes out, those oysters are above water. Oh, uh, they're exposed at low to, tide. To, war, to warm air. Yeah. Um, and obviously, that's no good. We don't want to eat those. Um, you know, oysters, we want to remain at as cold as temperature as possible. Um, so what they're able to do is sort of um, sink or suspend their um, cages um, in the water in order to make, make it so that the oysters are continuously suspended um, in water, uh, therefore remaining cold. Um, then they have, I can't remember the exact time, one hour or two hours for when they're pulled out to when they have to be in a refrigerated uh, tanker to a refrigerated truck. And so, you know, there's essentially the DHEC specifications on how to do that. And there's really actually only a handful of people in South Carolina doing that. And we're working with, um, with a couple of them, one with the Seaborne Oyster Company, um, is doing some really great stuff, um, and uh, we're proud to, to work with them, and you know, they're able to have a product year-round instead of being as sort of limited and seasonal. Awesome, man. I love it. Okay, so you've been around wine for a long time. Um, now you're now you're a GM of a place. It's, you've got oysters, you've got poultry, you've got a lot of good beer, I'm sure, and you got a lot of people and a lot of things going on and a lot of hats to wear so tell me about that transition you've made over the last few months and you know why you decided to make that transition and, and what your you know sort of what your expectations were and how that's going it's definitely going well uh definitely a lot of hats to wear uh i've uh, been beverage focused for for almost 15 years and so i'm excited that i actually still get to retain that i do run the wine, uh, beer, and cocktail program. Uh, I'm looking to you know, make some, some positive, subtle changes uh, in relation to all of those aspects. Um, so, so I still get to sort of do the fun stuff, I would say. Um, and then in terms of the, the rest of the general manager stuff, um, I have in many ways done a lot of the duties over the years of, of my career, but maybe, but not, maybe definitely not all at once. Um, so, you know, whether that's managerial on the floor, um, as a floor manager, I've done that. And whether that's, you know, payroll, inventory, you know, I, as, a, as a beverage director, you do a lot with spreadsheets and numbers. So, you know, adding on and uh, what I know about beverage costs, uh, you know, it's easy to sort of extrapolate out to food costs. So I can take that knowledge that I have and say, okay, great. Well, now I've got to work with the kitchen and talk about food costs and labor costs. And those all just have to do with um, checks and balances, essentially, of what the budget is versus what our spending is versus what our sales are. And, making sure our numbers are all in line. Um, the good news, uh, Leon's is a 
busy popular restaurant so um we don't we don't ha- luckily don't have to worry a lot about um numbers in that regard uh, all we have to do is you know do the best that we can in terms of hospitality to make sure that we are you know garnering regulars uh you know we want to create an environment where leon's is a community um and obviously I'm sure that's good for business but i think that aside i think it's good for the community and whether there's a community of tourists because we do get you know a fair amount of people from out of town um, Charleston as a whole gets a lot of people from out of town, uh, and Leon certainly has their fair share too. Um, but we all, but I'm really proud as a former patron of Leon's, um, and now as, as the general manager that the, the locals really love it. I mean, when I tell people I work there or when I hear other people talk about restaurants, Leon's is always at the top of everybody's list of fun, great, where I always take out of town guests, where we go on a regular basis. You know, I think it covers all the all the basis of, of what the restaurant needs to do. And in terms of my learning curve as a general manager, it's definitely been been steep, but I uh, had some great support in, in Brooks Reitz as the, as the owner, as well as the other owners, uh, a great manager team, um, in place that were that are work that work really hard to uh, you know have every aspect of, of Leon's run smoothly um, and an amazing staff a staff that you know some have been there for many many years and obviously it's not uh, it's never easy to come in as a sort of new boss uh, and see how people will take to change and how people will take to, to my suggestions of of trying to make Leon's better. Um, you know, I'm a fresh set of eyes, so I've definitely brought in some change, and I, I've got nothing but positive feedback from the from the staff to say, hey, we understand that you know Noah's here to make us more money, to make the restaurant better, to to do all these things, and and I'm I'm looking to really make you know great subtle changes where if you were a regular at the restaurant, uh, you would not even notice maybe the changes, but maybe there would just be some some things that are that are a little bit more fine tuned, and, and that's. You know, the, the ultimate goal is is every day to make make Leon's the best restaurant it can be. What um, outside of being a, a patron there and ha- you know already knowing about the restaurant and liking the restaurant, what about um, the group that you are now a part of attracted you? Tell me about you mentioned Brooks. Tell me about Brooks because I have a lot of respect for what he's done. What were your you know did you know him already or did you get to meet him through how how'd that work and. What have you learned? We had met we had met each other through the wine community. Okay. Uh, you know, there's regular weekly tastings with distributors, and as a local sommelier in town, and and as well as as a new person in town, I tried to meet the community, uh, the wine and, and beverage community, uh, and restaurant community. Um, and so, obviously, it doesn't doesn't take long to meet Brooks. He is uh, definitely a, a man about town, and and someone who cares passionately about uh, the hospitality industry. And so, you know, I think he is. Um, such a great uh, at, uh, resource in Charleston. He, you know, gets to know the new people in town, such as myself. Um, and him and I just sort of formed a, a friendship in a way. And um, I moved down from New York to to open and be a beverage director for a, a trio of restaurants that has subsequently closed. Um, and so when I was, as you know, starting the process of looking for work um, oh, about three years ago, you know, he was really one of my first phone calls. Um, to say, hey, you know, what's going on? What's up with your restaurants? What's the, what's the next project? These kind of things. And at the time, nothing came to fruition, and we just said, hey, let's, you know, let's let's talk again. We we clearly have similar uh, perspectives on hospitality, um, and so um, when he uh, couldn't, I couldn't tell you if I, I called him, he called me. I think both a few years later um, and a few months ago, and I uh, just said, hey, there's some some things in the works going on, and love to talk more and. and we, you know, I think came to a, 
a great understanding of, of you know the, the project that is Leon's, the, the job that I'm in, and, and how to continue to, to push Leon's to that sort of next level. A restaurant that's you know, four or five years old, that is uh, you know very busy and successful and loved by everyone, that, those are all great things. But, but I think what's really important that him and I see eye to eye on is that um, you know, we don't want that to end there and just say, great, we don't have to do anything now. It's, it's ready to go. Um, it's a constant uh, tweaking and adjusting and observing and, and how to continue to, to better uh, the product, the staff, and, and just the overall sense of community. As a restaurant group, um, opened, they opened Little Jack's a couple years ago and, uh, and now Malfi's a, a couple months ago, maybe one month ago. Um, so they've got three restaurants in a, say, 100-yard radius, 200-yard radius. Um, so a little little empire on the sort of slightly northern part of, uh, of downtown Charleston. And, uh, you know, I, I'm so proud to be part of that restaurant group. I think Little Jack's from their award-winning burger and, and fun atmosphere, very sort of Frank Sinatra, red sauce joint, checkered tablecloths, um, to, uh, to now Malfi's, which I think is really solidified themselves that they kind of had done that already but also been a great addition to the restaurant community in, in charleston i think it's you know, doing italian uh in a very different way um you know part authentic and part um rock and roll um and uh, and i think that uh, that was a, a really real i'm really excited to, as a patron to to have that um, in the in in my mix of places to go and dine at would you um you mentioned that you and Brooks have a similar philosophy on hospitality. What tell me what hospitality means to you? Hospitality means to me uh you know a sense of, of community and warmth and welcoming. Um you yeah. know I you know pride myself on on learning as much as I can about anything uh in in restaurants from food to to beverage, wine, service, how to properly bust a table. Um, and so I can utilize those things as, as tools to make people feel comfortable. I want, we, I say we, Brooks and I want, you know, people to come into our restaurants and be just completely taken care of. Yeah. Um, and that can mean so many different things to different people. So I think that hospitality is, you know, a combination of, of that community and warmth and being brought in, but then also being able to read what that person want and what kind of experience that person wants so i think hospitality has to be fluid as well i think um and, and so that fluidity allows for many different types of experience for the guests you know leon's is a perfect example of some people come in they want their fried chicken they get it once a week and one beer and they want to sit at the bar in in the door out the door and that is their ideal experience of leon's you know someone else walks in the door and they're from out of town and they want a bottle of grower champagne Proud to say, I think we have one of the best grower champagne uh, lists in town, and um, and they want to have multiple courses, and they want to hear all the stories about the sea cloud oysters and the suspended oysters, and why you know we're serving oysters in an hour a month, and and really dive deep into the the, the server's knowledge and what Leon's can offer, um, and so those two experiences in, in some ways are polar opposites, but I think hospitality, you know, Brooks and I's perspective of hospitality says, but well, we want we want them all. And we want to show them all a good time. There's no one right or wrong way. Um, and I think the last thing about hospitality is consistency. You know, there, you know, restaurants is is a stage. You are on stage when mm. you're there, and so yeah. having that that energy, that fun, that 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 uh, aspect of of you know, sort of welcoming and warmth. I mean, that has to be there every day. And so you know, we preach that to our staff. It's like, look, if you're having a bad day, you've got to check it at the door and come in and show these people a great time. And Luckily, I think we have a staff that, that is so good at it that they don't 
that it comes second nature. Um, and, and that's what, you know, Leon's is all about, about bringing in, you know, warmth and community, um, acceptance on, on all types of uh, experiences guests are looking for, and then, and then a consistency. Love it, man. Love it. How, I mean, you, when you talk about your staff, I always think about getting people bought into that and, and truly executing on that every day. It's no easy task. Um, you've got a lot of, I mean, Charleston's just got a incredible incredible restaurant scene so with that brings a lot of competition i know which probably is a, a good healthy thing that keeps you on your toes but then does that also mean there's a lot of a lot of folks that, that work in the industry down there that are just really good at what they do and are kind of bought into that that same level of what you what you just express hospitality means i think there there are um i think that i'm sure in uh, cities across the uh, country um, from back of house to front of house, there's, there's a kind of a consensus of difficulty at finding quality people. Um, Leon's, uh, but we'll just use actually Charleston as a whole. I do think Charleston as a whole has a great core group of of people that are uh, passionate about food and beverage and passionate about restaurants and hospitality, and they you know really buy into that uh, every day. And so uh, you know coming from from Husk and and now Leon's and seeing the rest of the restaurant groups. Uh, r- restaurants in, in in my current group um, you know, I think that we as a as a group of restaurants really showcases that to the to the outside public and I think therefore the people that come in to apply to work with us understand what they're kind of getting involved with and we have a very high standard and we you know work through a training program we try to hire all servers as server assistants first so that we can kind of groom them and, and show them our culture uh, and our style of hospitality and before they're sort of promoted up to, to servers. And I think that, that sort of training ground is, is imperative um, for people to buy into. And then that way we're able to see someone's work ethic, see someone's skill, uh, see what needs they need, such as, you know, whether that's beverage education or service technique um, updates or, or training and things like that. So I think really just... Um, you know, trying to find that, that balance of, of people that are, you know, excited and energetic to, to learn, uh, as well as come with, uh, you know, past experiences, um, and, uh, and skill sets. Got it, man. Love it. Love it. What's, um, what is the most challenging thing about what you do? Um, most challenging thing, uh, about my job is I would say managing people. I mean, everybody yeah. has their lives outside of work and, and work is, is just that it's a part of their life. It's not their whole life. And I think that they all come with different backgrounds and, and, uh, you know, being able to, to talk to them, to, to, uh, hear their, their either frustrations with work or outside of work. Um, you know, we always, I want to get the most out of everybody. And so you know, that, that means, um, you know, having to, to have serious conversations about people's lives, lifestyles, uh, issues, complications. You know, a restaurant is, is a family, and, um, and it's definitely, um, you know, you've got to deal with kind of all the family members, uh, good <laughs> and right. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, you know, the amount of times that I kind of have sit-downs with people, and, and, and a lot of them are, are positive. Hey, you're, you're doing a great job. A lot of them are, hey, we think you could work on these things. Or, you know, they come to to me and it's, oh, I have this going on outside of work. I have 
you know, whether that's, you know, family issues, financial issues, health issues, all the above. So, you know, they, they, family is the, the most accurate description for that. And in a family, you, you have all those things that, that people constantly have to uh, work with. And I'd say for me, um, you know, with Leon's being as busy as it is, it's kind of like things are constantly coming at me um, in, a, in a great way. And, and having those personal relationships help me as a manager, help me as a person, uh, you know, in my own life. Uh, and how to you know, continue to to better myself, and so that is you know, definitely difficult. But I think that I, you know, my my goal is to listen to to my staff and say, okay, how can we help you? And and whether that's again, can we help you personally? Can we help you, you know, financially? Can we help you in your health? Um, you know, or can we help you in your in your you know career? And whether that's a restaurant career or whether that's an outside career. Yeah, man. Well, you you know, as you said, you have a lot of things coming at you. Um, there really isn't. I mean, it's kind of a, it's just nonstop. Um, how do you, I mean, how do you find, no, I always wonder this, like in a place like Leon's, the amount that you have coming at you, the number of people that are involved there, they're just as busy as it stays year round. How do you find, you know, some sort of balance um, with, you know, your career and then your, your, your personal life and, I always wonder that. It just seems like a, a tricky balance to strike. Uh, it certainly is. Uh, my my wife might be able to answer that question better <laughs> than I can. <laughs> um, you know, I've I've you know, restaurants are are you know sort of an all encompassing aspect of of my life in some ways. I eat out at restaurants when I'm not working in them. I cook when I'm at home. Um, you know, so food and beverage are you yeah. know definitely constants uh, in my life. Um, and I think it's important to just you know check out when you're not at work and say, okay, I'm going to, you know, put my phone down. I'm going to not, you know, check in on anything. I think and whether that's for, you know, a, a small period of time or a long period of time, maybe you go on, you know, it's when I go on vacation, I try to kind of check out or maybe it's just, you know, during dinner, my wife and I put our phones away and say, okay, we're going to sit here for an hour and we're going to talk to each other and we're going to, you know, not worry about what's going on at our, at our professional lives. Um, and so it's, it's a constant, I don't like the word struggle, but it's, it's a constant, um, uh, it's, it's a constant thing you have to, you know, be conscious of. Let's say it that way. Cause struggle sounds so negative. Um, but you just have to be conscious of it. I'm, I'm conscious of it regularly. So I, you know, make sure that I'm exercising. Um, you know, I like to run and swim and, and those kind of things. And so I think that helps me, uh, clear my head and step away from work for, for a period of time. Um, and spending time with, with family and friends and just say, hey, it's important to have those things. You know, my, my days off, I try not to go into work if, unless, it's, uh, unless it's necessary, and some, sometimes it is. Well, look, man, you have a passion for what you do. And I, you say, so I don't, you say struggle, and I hear what you, you know, look, you love what you do, and that's, that's a great thing. I can tell that. Um, it just, it comes out very naturally. And, Hey, that's a good thing. I mean, I think about, I think about our business all the time. Uh, and, and, uh, I don't mind that. I mean, I, you know, I, I have a wife, I have three kids and I have plenty of time with my family and my friends and so forth, but I don't mind that my, uh, my brain often drifts to what's happening with schedule fly and what can I do to make things, you know, to make it even better. And it, yeah, that's a good thing. If you're doing something you really enjoy and you care about it and you clearly do. So I think that's great, man. Um, I really enjoy talking to you and I've learned a lot from you and I've very much appreciate you taking the time to do this, especially I know you're home right now and um, 
just uh, love what y'all are doing, man. You guys are doing great work down there. You've got a phenomenal reputation. I'm in Charlotte, but uh, down around Charleston every now and again, and uh, I have not been to Leon's. I've heard lots of great things about it, so uh, I'm going to make my way down there soon and check in with you guys and hang out a little bit. Uh, sounds good. My pleasure. Uh, we would love to have you. So when you're in town, please uh, please let us know, and uh, we'll take good care of you. All right, man. Hey, Noah, thanks. Have a good one. Uh, y'all have a good uh, good rest of the week. Do some great business. Have some fun. And uh, if I can ever do anything for you, man, you know where I'm at. Okay, sounds good. All right, take care. Great. Thank you. Have a nice day. All right, see you.